Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. For just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about wisdom weights. Brother Everett talked to us about wisdom's worth. Brother Ruddy talked to us last Sunday about wisdom's work. And the Lord found it fitting that little Wayne should talk about wisdom weights and patience. Brother Everett is not my high suit, amen, but God knows what he's doing. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, we'll read one verse. Glad to see everybody out this morning, amen. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. You can be seated. Aren't you thankful for a God that's in total control? Amen. I'm, I'm just so thankful that, as Sister Chelsea was saying, everything that happens, God's in control of that. And Brother Kenny, I'm thankful for that. Amen. Uh, and, and if you'll read on in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it talks about there's a time, Brother Ben, to live and be born, and there's a time to die. And there's a time, Brother Larry, to plant. And there's a time to harvest. And we understand that the first verse in Ecclesiastes 3 says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Aren't you thankful, Sister Susan, we've got a God that's in control, amen? And he's got everything. I heard somebody say one thing, Brother Ray, he said that nothing comes to our home except it runs through God's hands first. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful all, Sister Sherry, the devil can do is to huff and puff, but he can't blow this house down. It's been built on the rock, that which is Christ, amen? Aren't you thankful for that? I'm so thankful as we talk about wisdom weights. You know, I'm not one of those that goes, um, I don't try not to do drive-throughs. Um, I figure we got food at the house. Brother Hal, we'll just eat when we get home. It's a good place to say amen. Um, so, honey, don't get there often to get to go there, Brother Chris. If she does, she goes on her own. I remember one time she had stopped in Gainesville and Sister Shirley to get her something to eat, and somebody had seen me at work and said, I seen your wife at such and such a place in Gainesville. I said, it couldn't be my wife. I said, we don't do drive through She just, we got food at the house. So she got home, and I said, honey, I heard you was at so-and-so place today. She said, how'd you know? <laughs> be sure your sins do find you out. But anyway, we'll move on from that. But Anyway, you know, it ain't just me, Brother Larry, that's in a hurry. Amen. Everybody's in a hurry. Amen. Nobody likes to wait. I don't know about you, but it never fails that we'll get, if we're in a hurry, um, Brother Jerry, we'll get behind a car that's going very, very slow. 
Amen. And I'm looking, and the older I get, we passed Brother Rayleigh and them the other night coming to church on Wednesday night. I didn't know it was them. I thought it was two young kids on a date. They was going very slow. And I figured they was just waiting, putting off time to get home, Sister Amy, you know. And got here, and Sister Rayleigh said, man, you blowed by us fast. I said, well, I was in a hurry to get to church. Amen. I thought y'all was some kind of young couple, Sister Downs, just taking your time. But you know, in this life, Brother Mike, it's easy to get caught up with the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. It's just busy, amen? Uh, we, we talk about it all the time, by the grace of God. We had some really, really busy jobs when our children was home. And, and Brother Chris, we was, I, I think we're busier now than we was then, amen? It just seems like time is just pushing. And, and um, Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. Church, can I tell you, this ain't the time to be fainting. This ain't, Sister Joan, the time to be backing up. This is the time to keep pushing forward for the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you, it's wisdom, Brother David. Sometimes we just got to stand still and wait on the Lord. Amen. We, as the old saying is, we got to slow our horses down a little bit. And amen. And just say, God, because I don't know about y'all, but, you know, in this instant lifestyle that we live, even in church, Sister Amy, I just want God to do stuff. Amen. Have you ever had a prayer in your life and you needed God to touch it, Brother Donnie? And it seemed like it was a long time coming. Amen. And, and the devil just wear you out about that. But in Isaiah 40 and 31, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Aren't you thankful, Sister Sherry, for that promise? He said, if we'll wait upon the Lord, shall, those that wait shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. I thought about how, and I know we don't have the onest one, but and I know I talk about my little cat a lot, but Sister Lena, the other day I was in there sweeping. Y'all know I like to sweep. It's very therapeutic for me. And I enjoy it. Honey was gone and headed off to work. And I heard something go on the floor. And I thought, Brother Aaron, what in the world just happening? Nobody and me and her and the YouTuber going with some preaching on it. I said, man. So I walked in the living room and there she had dropped a flying squirrel. On the floor. Now, y'all don't tell her mama about that because she gets buggy about that kind of stuff. She don't like flying squirrels, mice, lizards, or frogs in the house. So don't tell honey that that's what happened. And I hadn't seen a flying squirrel with it, Danny, since I was a kid. And she brought that thing in the, and just dropped it in the floor. And I said, girl, we got to get this thing out of here before mama gets home because you're going to be in trouble. Amen. Because I've tried to tell her. I said, you're a vegetarian, girl. Don't quit. <laughs> Quit eating these lizards and frogs and squirrels and birds. But she don't listen. Amen. She still can't. But my point is, Brother Jack, she'll just spend all day out there waiting for that. She don't care how long it takes, Sister Sherry. She's just out there waiting for that frog or that lizard or that squirrel or that bird, Brother Pope, to make the wrong move and she's going to pounce on it. She don't care how many times Sister Chelsea, I've asked her, please don't do that. Come on now, church. If we'd get that responsive, Brother Darrell, to the Lord and just say, Lord, I'm here for the long haul. 
I'm just going to hang on in here. I don't care if it don't happen today. I don't care if it don't happen tomorrow, Sister Mary. God, I'm hanging on. I'm not letting go to the unchanging hand. But can I tell you, Sister Terry, if you like me, a lot of times you just give up. But can I tell you, that little girl of mine, Sister Boy, she just don't give up. She don't need the food. She's got food in the house. Waiting on her. She whines. Her mom and daddy just runs to her sister Amy like we don't know no better. But Brother Chris, there's something inside of her. See, she can't turn that mechanism off, Brother Wayne, because it's just inside of her to say, you know what, I'm just going to wait here. I don't care what's happening. I'm going to sit here and wait that bird out. Brother Orlando, I'm going to wait that squirrel out. I'm going to wait that lizard out because it's just something Brother Rayleigh, inside of her. Can I tell you, church, there's something inside of you and me called the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it craves for, for relationship with God. And can I tell you that God craves that relationship, Brother Jack, with me and you too. Because he said, I'll sup with you if you'll sup with me. But first, we got to make the first step, Brother Kevin, to the Lord. Amen. And can I tell you, our adversary, the devil, says Melinda's also like my little cat. It'll just hang around and just wait for an opportunity to pounce. Brother Jeremy, even if he gets that opportunity, we just go, uh, we just find us a place of repentance, ask for forgiveness, and move on, church. He would like for you to wallow around in what could or what should or what did happen. But can I tell you, Jesus forgives. Aren't you thankful for a father that'll forgive you? Amen. I thought about, and I'm just going to drift here for just a second, but this story really in, just makes me happy when I read about it, Brother Wayne, because it talks to where I live at. But Brother Wayne and I talk about this over in 2 Samuel chapter 16. Honey, don't have it on the screen. Y'all know the story real quickly. David's leaving Jerusalem because Absalom's running him out of town. And he goes by a place, and there's a guy named Shimei. Brother David, the Bible said that Shimei cursed and called him a bloody man, talking about David and a man of Baal, and, and he even threw stones at him, Brother Larry. Now, this is the king. His son, Absalom, was pushing him out, Brother Junior, to take the kingdom. This is a man that the Bible said that the lady saying that this man killed 10,000. Now, you know, if you, Brother Donnie, if you was going to pick on somebody, it wouldn't be King David. He's a killing machine. Matter of fact, one of David's men said, Abishai said this. He said, why should this dead dog curse my Lord, the king? He said, let me go over and I pray thee and I'll take off his head. Sister Shannon, he said, now, Abishai said, now, king, if you'll turn me loose, I'll take care of this problem. He said, this is just an old dead dog. He's just talking about my king. He said, I'll take care of this problem for you. But David says something in 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 12. And we're talking about wisdom weights. This is what David said. He said, it may, it may be that the Lord will look upon mine affliction and that the Lord will requite me good for he curses this day. The Lord said, I mean, David said, you know, it might just be that the Lord will see what this man Shimei is doing to me. And if I don't respond, come on now, church. If I'll just keep my mouth shut, God will fight my battles. 
Can I tell you wisdom will tell you when to speak and how to speak and what to speak? And that's what David's saying. He's saying, now, Abishai, if I turn you loose, you would go kill him. I know you would because you're a killing machine yourself. He said, but it may be, maybe, because, you know, there's a scripture that said, if we'll hold our peace, the Lord will fight our battles. But can I tell you, Brother Ready, that's easier said than done, amen? But wisdom in the book, in the book, the B-I-B-L-E, will tell you to hold your peace, Sister Joan. The Bible said, it said, if your enemy hunger, he said, you feed him. He said, if he's thirsty, you give him drink. He said, if your enemy's naked, you give him clothes. And he said, in doing so, he shall heap hot coals of fire, says, written on his own head. Can I tell you, only God would say something like that, Brother Allen. Amen. Because most of us, it's the Old Testament. We believe an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus said, now here's what I want you to do. You bless those that curse you. Oh, Sister Edith, can I tell you, there was a time when I used to curse God, but God blesses me now. Can I tell you, there was a time when I was unruly, but God's got a way of taking that, Sister Kathy. Aren't you thankful for a God that can take a, an out-of-control situation and just calm it right now? And that's what David is saying. Wisdom will teach you. And that, how do you get wisdom? By reading God's Word. Amen. I was reading a book that a lady, that honey got, and it's called God's Waiting Room. Do you ever have to go to God's Waiting Room? Amen, you have situations that, man, you just need right now. I ain't been to the doctor's waiting room in a long time, Brother Jack, but I remember when I used to take my parents, it, you just never knew when your number might be called or your name might be called. You, they didn't seem like Brother Larry. They cared if you sat there all day. Amen. And, we, and we'll just sit there, and Brother Donnie, until it's our turn. Amen. But, boy, there's something about Serving God, if it just don't happen on my schedule, we ready to fold the cards and go to the house. Amen. Have you ever taken your automobile to a mechanic and he misdiagnosed it and you had to take it back to him again? But boy, if we come to church and Sister Amy don't speak to us, we'll just get mad and stay home. Amen, church. But Brother Brian, wisdom says, no, 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 no. That ain't what you do. Don't leave because, can I tell you, this is where refuge is inside these four walls. Can I tell you, your brothers and sisters are those that's going to help encourage you and lift you up. Because, can I tell you, the Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust. Can I tell you, wisdom says to wait it out. Wisdom says to trust God. The wisdom says to pray about the situation. The Bible said pray one for another, Brother Wayne, that we might be healed. So we're talking about wisdom waits, amen? So that takes us to Abram and Lot, and we all know the story about Abram and Sarah and how he was told to leave his family. But in Genesis 13 and 14 through 17, the Lord says something to Abram. That's, this is where him and Lot separate. And the Lord says something to Abram that uh, I find it very curious. And he said, And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. 
He said, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Now, Brother Larry, when the Lord promised you, he said, I'll make thy seed as the dust of the earth. I don't know about you, but it makes me think, Pastor, I'm probably going to have a bushel basket full of kids right then. But we all know the story about Abraham and, and Sarah that, Sister Amy, it didn't quite work out that way. Amen. When at 75 years, he started serving the Lord, Brother Hal, and, and he fathered the Lord faithfully. But, but this thing, this, I, I'm going to give you the seed forever. Brother Hal, it just didn't happen right then. And we all know the story. If you'll turn over to Genesis 15 and 2 through 6, Abram decides he's just going to talk to God, Sister Land. Aren't you thankful that no matter what's happening in your life, Sister Brent, you can go talk to God at any time. Now, that ain't like calling little Wayne at the clerk's office in Bronson and talking to him. Amen? That ain't even as good as calling the governor in Florida and getting to talk to DeSantis himself. Amen. That ain't even like having Trump come by your house and y'all have a cup of coffee. You would have to wait in line or whoever those people you might name, Brother Brian. But right now, right now, you could stand up and have a conversation with God. Right now. You ain't got to wait until altar call. You ain't got to wait until a certain part of the service. You ain't got to wait to intermission. You can talk to God right now. Amen. You, you know, right now, Brother Danny, you don't even have to get an appointment. So Abram says, Lord God, what will thy give me seeing I go childless? Sounds like Abram won't know what's going on here. Now, you promised me I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have kids. Man, I'm going to have everywhere. I'm going to be like the dust of the earth. My kids are going to be like the stars in the sky. It's going to be everywhere, Lord. But he said, I don't even have no kids. Something's going on here. And in verse 3, it says, And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. Brother David, can I ask you this morning, have you looked around at some promises, Brother Toby, that just don't look like they've come to fruition? Now, I know the devil just don't work in chief from where we live at, but I suspect, Brother Jack, he might work at your house too, and in your house, in your house. The devil might tell you, you got that promise, Brother Pope, two or three years ago, but it ain't happened. You might as well just throw up your hands and give up. Can I tell you, that's what he wants you to do, Sister Shannon. He wants you to abandon your faith in God. Because can I tell you, Brother Jerry, there's certain things that people can't help you with. Amen. Now, I know, I know most of y'all been right where I'm talking about that you've been in a place in your life that you hit a crossroads, Sister Edith, that there was nobody could help you but J-E-S-U-S. We're talking about wisdom weights. It may look like that Abram said, I'm having trouble with this, Lord. He said, behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the, aren't you thankful for a God that answers? Think about that, Brother Larry. A God that answers. Not only does he give us his word to follow, he gives us a man of God in our life that we can follow, Sister Amanda. But he gave us his spirit to live on the inside of the leading God, me and you into not some truth, not most truth, but all truth. And Brother Kenny, can I tell you, aren't you thankful for God revealing his truth to me and you this morning? Think about that. 
Sister Mary, I think about how many people that I know that, that don't know this wonderful truth that I know. But have you ever thought about that? Have you ever just passed somebody and they talk to you about Jesus? And you're not being critical, but I'm just saying you think, man, you really don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. Because see, the Jesus that they know, Brother Jeremy, they keep him in a little box. They won't take by faith, reach up there and take that lid off of that box and say, God, be God. Amen. But church, we have that truth. But JT, we're not searching for truth because we know what truth is. It's spelled J-E-S-U-S. From Genesis to Revelation. Brother Aaron, it's truth. Can I tell you something else, Brother Brian? If God did it back yonder, God's still required to do it today. Aren't you thankful for that? I got to move on, but. And it said, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. So now Abram's mind's really kicking in, Sister Jenna. He's really thinking, man, this is about to happen, right? And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This is not thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven. Tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. So just gets getting better and better for old Abram. Amen. And then he said in verse 6, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. But the Bible said at 85 years old, Sister Joyce, he still didn't have a baby. Now back at 75 when he started, now it's 10 years later, Brother Jerry, he's probably like little Wayne. He probably thinks God might have forgot about him. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt you've read the book, you fasted, you washed your face, you prayed? And still no answer. Is it just a little Wayne or does that happen to everybody, Sister Sherry? Amen. It, but, it's, it's, but God's in control. But wisdom says wait. Because, Brother Riley, it's going to be worth it all. Amen. God's gave us a good life on this side. But, Sister Mary, we got a better life waiting on the other side. And here's the thing, old devil. If God don't answer it on this side, Brother Howell, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I'm not interested in going back. I want to be like the man of God. I burn everything behind me. I ain't going back. Brother Leonard, I got too much to make to live for to go forward. God's been too good to me, Brother Howell. If he, God never blessed me another day today, he's been so good to me, I can't stand myself. So Jesus, I don't serve him for what he's done. I serve him because I love him. Because can't nobody, Sister Chelsea, do you like Jesus can do you. Amen. I think us old apostolic folks take it for granted. Amen. Because we just in the flow and you get to feel it all the time, Sister Terry. But my Lord, I look at some folks that's supposed to be serving God. They struggling, Brother Jack. Amen. I'm going to try to stay on path, but, I mean, I don't know how just a few, maybe a month or two ago, Brother Jack needed prayer, and he needed it like then, Pastor. Right then. He, we didn't have time to go to the back room, wash your face, and go to prayer, and anoint your head with oil, and get after it. He needed it then. 
Now, Sister Jane, can I tell you, you are witness that God come on the scene. My, my, my. What would we pay for service like that? Amen. Church, can I tell you, that can happen at any time. Sister Tanya, at any time, serving God. Wow, I got to move on. But, but here's, here's in, in Genesis 16 and 2, his lovely wife, Abram's wife, Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, she said, The Lord hath restrained me. But then why do we blame the Lord? She just said, This promise ain't going to come to pass, Brother Chris. She said, It's impossible. She said, The Lord, Brother Junior, has restrained me from bearing, and I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And we all know the story about that, Brother Larry. But it didn't say the Lord said he had restrained Sarai. What it said, Sister Donna, was that Sarai said the Lord. Can I tell you, church, it don't matter what the devil, your neighbor, your brother, sister, your boss, man, it don't matter what they say that God ain't going to do what God's promised you he's going to do. Can I tell you, church, it takes faith just to wake up and put your shoes on in the morning. Can I tell you, church, we serve a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know about y'all, and I know I repeat that a lot, Brother Jack, but that means a whole lot to me. Because I, I can read from Genesis and see what he's done in Genesis. I can see what he's done in Matthew and see what he's promised to do in the book of Revelation, Brother Wayne. Those are all promises that I grab a hold to. Now, I don't always mean about healing, Sister Avis. How do, you, how do you put a price tag on just pure comfort? For when you're having an anxiety attack, how do you put a, a price tag that God just wraps his arm around you and holds you and hugs you? I know I'm not the only one in the house this morning, Sister Lana, that's been at a point that no matter where the physical help comes, it just wasn't no help. But can I tell you, I've been in a service, amen, and God just reached down and touched me. I've been in my car that God just reached down and touched me. I've read his words since when God just reached down and touched me. Can I tell you, church, that's the kind of God we serve. I don't know about you, brother. I am fired up this morning. Because can I tell you, we serve a God that will never fail. He'll never fail. You just write it on the bathroom wall. He'll just never fail. And he chose me, Brother Larry, to be a part of his family. Think about that. My, I wouldn't have chose myself, but God chose me. Amen. I got to hurry on. But, but here's what I wanted to talk to you about in Genesis 16 and 12. The angel cho- told um, Hagar, that was the lady that Abram had a ch- uh, child with. This is what he said. The angel told her, said in verse 12 of chapter 16, said, and he will be a wild man, and his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. He'll be a wild man. Can I tell you, they still fighting that wild man across the sea over there. I wrote down here, Brother Everett, has your decisions ever become a wild man to you? Have you ever done something in the haste of the moment that you just got tired of waiting? Because all of us has probably been where Sarai has said, you know, the Lord's restrained me. I, this promise ain't going to come to pass, Brother Larry. So I better, is there any fixers in the house? 
Amen. That just say, God, if you'll get out of the way, I'll fix this thing. Amen. And you get in there and start fixing that mess, Brother Polk, and you just make a mess. It's really a mess. Then if you like little Wayne, Brother Hal, you really start praying then, talking about, God, I really need you. Kind of like old Peter, when he got his eyes on the boisterous waves, he started to sink, and he said, Lord, save me. Lord just reached out. The Bible said the Lord just reached out and grabbed him. I don't know about y'all. I'm from Chiefland, but that seems like Jesus was right there real close. Amen. <laughs> Can I tell you, when you don't feel him, he's still there. Let me just read this real quick. I'm hurrying to a close. I'm about out of time. But Job said in 23, 8 through 10, he said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. Backwards, but I cannot perceive him. Verse 9 said, On the left hand, where he doeth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see. But verse 10 says, this is the money verse, but he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, church, they tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Wisdom waits. 2 Chronicles said 7, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 said, Church, if my people, say it with me, if my people, that's you. <laughs> look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Now look at him again and say, that's me. Aren't you thankful when we're in God's waiting room? Sister Susan, we got a recipe to follow. Aren't you thankful for that? He didn't say if your next door neighbor, he didn't say if the people across the pond, or the people that your works is there. I mean, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and that's the secret, church. Seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. We'll skip through that. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. My, what a God we serve. But can I just tell you, Brother Brown, before we ever get in a problem, God's always got a way of escape. Amen? God is already in our tomorrow waiting on us to get there, Brother Richard, right now. It don't matter what the devil drags up to our doorstep. God said he'd make a way of escape where there seemed to be no way. Because we serve the way, the truth, and the life. Tell you this quick story, and I'm going to close a young fellow that we used to go to church with in Chiefland uh, they had I guess maybe they had quit before we quit and um, him and his wife was doing well had young boys and was really doing well in the church Chelsea. but something happened him, him and his pastor um, I think he'd done some work for his pastor and maybe he got hurt in the process and uh, well, Alan, he just didn't seem like, he didn't think the pastor had treated him very well. So he got mad and hauled his family off, and they just quit church. Just quit church. Now, again, I'm a pastor and his wonderful wife's here, so I'll be real careful here, but if you get mad at them and you leave Hatch being Apostolic Church, please find you another church to go to. Amen. 
Don't quit serving God because little Wayne and Sister Sharon makes you upset or your next door neighbor. Because can I tell you, eternity's too long to do something like that. But it didn't stop there, Brother Danny. His young kids that was really involved in church quit being really involved in church because they didn't have no church to go to, Sister Townsend. It wasn't long, Brother Kenny, some problems started arising in their family. It wasn't long before the hog went back to the mire, dog went back to the vomit. Can I tell you, that couple ain't even together today, Sister Jones. All over, Brother Larry, because he, he done some work for the pastor, and he didn't think the pastor treated him fair. Jesus asked this powerful question one time. He said, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Chew on that for just a few moments. Because see, Brother Howe, we'd be mad for a little while, and we just go on. I'll just take my toys and go back home. But So, Sherry, can I tell you, there's an eternity that we're talking about this morning. Wisdom waits. I'd like to tell you that, that this couple all kissed and made up and everything's doing good, Sister Chelsea, but that ain't, the, as Paul Harvey would say, that ain't the rest of the story. The rest of the story is that this young man's now headed to Lake Butler to be incarcerated over there because he's back in the penitentiary system. And when he got mad and got doing what he did, Brother Dave, got back on drugs. Now, this ain't a story just for him. This is a story that we probably all can relate to, Sister Susan, because we probably know people that this same thing happened to. But, Brother Everett, this is all over because he got upset with his pastor. Church, can I tell you, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? I'd called this gentleman some time ago when we was having some stuff here at the church, Brother Junior, and invited him. To churches, we start in the church there and to work. And Brother Aaron, he didn't have time to come to church. Matter of fact, the more times I called him, Brother Kevin, he got to where he didn't even want to talk to little Wayne. I could tell something was wrong, Brother Allen. I just didn't know. But come to find out what was wrong is he'd went back to the world. The Bible said a man that puts his hands to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Well, Brother J.T., he said, I'm going to put my hands back and look back. You can stand. We're talking about wisdom weights. See, what he should have done, such a man as he should have went to the man of God, and they should have worked that thing out. Because somebody would have suffered the wrong, and it would have been all right. Amen. Wisdom weights. Church, can I tell you, if you've got a promise from God, Hold on to that promise. It don't matter what the devil says because he's not in charge. Next time you have a pain in your chest and you think, man, I'm fixing to die, can I just give you a word of assurance? If the devil could kill you, you'd already be dead. Amen? God's in control of everything. Join me as we pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, 
please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.